0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Darian Hamblin.
1: And my name is Jordan Cooper.
0: We want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we'll be interviewing Bishop Alexander, who's the Director of Alumni Relations at the University of North Alabama, and also serves as a pastor for young adults in Sheffield, Alabama as well. Today we'll be discussing how parents can support their students as they develop their own faith in college. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome Bishop to the College Parent Podcast.
2: Thank you. Glad to be a part of it.
1: (laughs) So, Bishop, to give our listeners a better understanding, could you tell us a little bit about your experience with students' ministry and your understanding of intersectionality of faith in the college setting?
2: Yes, Jordan. Uh, First and foremost, I'm truly thankful for the opportunity to be a part of this podcast. And so, um, and again, to all those listening, I do hope that um, what I share that you can actually take back to not only your personal lives, but also should you have a college student that's under your wing. But um, as again, my name is Bishop Alexander. I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at the University of North Alabama. While I also have the pleasure of serving as a young adult pastor at Ecclesia Ministries in Sheffield, Alabama and in Corinth, Mississippi. But as far as when it comes to ministry, uh, Jordan, I've I've been serving it. I've had the honor and the privilege and pleasure of serving in ministry since 1998. Um it's when it comes to dealing directly with students and specifically college students, that actually started when I became a freshman in college. Um, if I had told y'all the story, we'd be here all day long. <laughs> so anytime you get a pastor, anytime a has a microphone, it's like, uh oh, they're gonna be here for a couple of hours, so I'm gonna try my best to keep it simple. <laughs> but um in ninety-eight, not excuse me, not ninety-eight, but um when I graduated high school. You know, like most college students, you know, I was—I would consider myself—I would say that I was in the church, but I really wasn't in the church because I—I kind of did it as a routine. I really went to church on Sunday and Wednesday, and that was it. And I kind of did my own thing. And so my intentions were to go to a well-done SCC school, major in law school, or excuse me, go to law school and then join a attorney. And so I pretty much had my plans. Um, and it, and honestly, it really wasn't the right plans because. I ended up actually going to a junior college first um, in Mississippi and was approached by some youth pastors in the area to go to a well-known ministry. Um, It's called The Ramp, which is under Karen Wheaton. She is a Southern Gospel singer. And so at the time, I did not know who she was. (laughs) And I was thinking, but the youth pastors had approached my mom and was like, you know, You know, Karen Wheaton has moved back to Hamilton, Alabama, and, you know, she's got a heart for young people, and we would love for, you know, your son to go down there and maybe, I guess, get some ideas and bring it back here, and so for months, they asked me and asked me and asked me, and I was like, no, 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 because in my mind at that time, I really wasn't around young people who made Christianity interesting, and so I was just like, no, this is not my thing. And then finally, in November of 2001, I was maybe three or four months into being a freshman at a junior college. I said, OK, I'll go. The first night I went, um, I was hooked. And I was thinking, OK, this is different. I mean, I, but I was around people my age, people I could identify with. And I mean, some of them were in college, some were not. But at the end of the day, they were all just teenagers and college students, you know, and a small storefront building called the Grace Place in Hamilton, Alabama. You praising God to like two or three o'clock in the morning. And and but also just seeing how their lives were also changed. And that's what really kind of intrigued me because I was thinking, you know, this wasn't just something that they did on the weekend. It was something that was a part of their lives seven days a week. And I wanted more. And so to kind of make the long story short, um Karen ended up um creating a team called Chosen, which I was a part of. And the funny thing about it is she had never met me. And I had submitted an application. She said, but through prayer and through advice, she said, I don't know what it is about this kid, but I need him on my team. And so I had the honor of traveling on the team for seven years, you know, ministering before thousands, millions of people through Christian television. And I mean, those seven years really changed my life. And that was also one of the reasons I ended up coming to the University of North Alabama was to still be a part of the team. I had to find a closer college. And so in a way, it was a blessing in disguise because I never looked back. And so I always give credit to Karen Wheaton because I mean, she really, I guess, sparked the, the fire in me to have to be a minister. Because I mean, if you'd have told me years ago that I was going to preach, I would been like, no. Uh, even though it runs in my family, even though my grandma, grandpa, everybody was preachers, it was like, that's not going to be me. <laughs> but, being around her, you know, really kind of, she kind of helped my guilt come out. And then I realized, I was like, you know, I really have a calling for young adults, for college students. And so from our summer conferences, the things we did around the world, it never left me. And so even though I'm no longer a part of the team and a part of her ministry, I still consider myself one of her spiritual sons. And so occasionally when I have the opportunity, I'll go back and visit. And so, uh, but I will say, you know, It was a life-changing experience for me. And so now, even in my own profession, you know, I consider it a blessing to still be able to connect with young people in some way, form, or fashion. And So whether it's on campus or whether it's off campus, I can't let it go. And so I'm just excited because it's a blessing to me to be able to see young people um, chase their talents and then really kind of just bloom into their own. And so I find myself mentoring a lot of people, a lot of college students, which I really enjoy. But I will say, if it wasn't for just having that encounter with God many, many, many years ago, I don't know where I would be today.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your story. So from either from your personal uh, experience or from your experience pastoring young adults, Mm
2: -hmm. what does
0: it mean for students to develop their own faith in college?
2: It seems like, you know, for all of us that are in college, you know, that have that are in college or have been to college and graduated, you know, college is a different world. I mean, I feel like when you are, you know, when you're at home with your parents, you're kind of in a bubble. But it seems like, Darren, that when you go to college, I mean, you're exposed to a whole new environment. And to me, that's when the challenges begin to come. And that's when the juices kind of like and the curiosity begins to flow. And so that was a lot of what I learned when I was traveling in the ministry. Um, Just for those many years, because, you know, even I found my own self, you know, trying to just answer, you know, just not saying question God, but kind of wondering, you know, why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? You know, how can I, you know, how can I still be in a, how can I be in a paternity and be a Christian? You know, if I know that I'm called to be in a paternity for such a time as this. And so for college students, I mean, especially in this day and age, there's so much coming at them left and right, especially through social media. So many temptations, so many decisions to make. But I will say faith can and will play a key role because for me, it kept me grounded. It really kept me um, focused on chasing God. And it kept me just, it kept it really kept me strong at times when I wanted to give in temptation, but I didn't. And so for many college students, I would always, I would consider, even for the parents to really sit down before your son or daughter goes to college. And maybe talk to them about their faith, and but don't just assume that because they were in church with you all their life that when they go out to college they're going to do the same thing. Because there's so much out there, and there's so many different choices. And on special college campuses, there's so many different religions to choose from, and so many beliefs. But if I like for me, I'm not a parent, but I do have two godchildren. I have one goddaughter who is in college now, and I found myself thinking that same thing as well, meaning, because she grew up in the church her whole life, but then I did notice a change when she went to college, because for all of us that have been in college, and that are currently in college, and that even post-college, you know, you're kind of on your own, and so it's like, where does the accountability really start, and a lot of times, it, it, it even happens for who you surround yourself with, and so there's just a lot of things coming to college students, and that's why it's always to be serious for the parents to truly get involved and, you know, before their son or daughter goes out to college and even while they're in college, you know, check on them and ask them, you know, you know, if they say, well, I joined this ministry or I joined, you know, this group, you know, really get involved and say, well, tell me a little bit more about it because those are some of the conversations my mother had with me when I was in college was, you know, tell me more about those, you know, the ministry, you know, what is it doing for you, you know, just, but it really helped me because it let me know that the parents, uh, that she was concerned about what I was doing, but then also, you know, what about those students who might not have a parent who's concerned? It's just, it's a lot of things, and so I mean, those are some of the conversations that I've had with college students over the years, and so, but it, but it's also amazing when you have great churches in the area, and so that's why it's always good. Hopefully, you know, it's like if your your son and daughters going to a college, you you would you know you're gonna I would encourage parents to even think about you know asking those questions of okay what does does the college have a good relationship with the churches in the area because that'll tell you pretty much you know where you stand and so I do know here at the University of Alabama we are fortunate to have a great relationships with different churches in the area because in a way those men and women become like second parents home away from home and so they're able to kind of take those students under their wing and kind of look after them for four years. And to me, that's what would really help a student stand strong is when you kind of have a church family home away from home. And that's something that our church does as well is we create an environment for those college students who are far from home because we have tons of mothers in the church who love to cook. And so I do know at one time, I mean, um, she's one of our elders, but her name is Gloria Grant. And at one time, years ago, like, she used to cook for the entire football team. Like they would come over to her house every Sunday. All 100 of them. And I mean, and I mean, but the thing about it is, and many of those um football players who are now alumni will occasionally when they're back in town, they'll they'll stop by the church just to see her because they'll say, you know what, you never knew if you only knew what those lunch what those dinners meant for me. Like I'm all the way from Texas and you don't know me at all, but yet you just loving arms. And so to me, in a way, that was a ministry. And that was something because in a way they all consider her a mother. So it's amazing when we get those surprise visitors every other Sunday who'll say, you know, is mother is Mother Grand here? Can we see her? Because you know, she never if she only knew how much that really helped kept me strong. And it also let me know that people cared. And so that's just the kind of environment that I would say that colleges you want to provide for your students, but also if you're a church in an area, is that's the kind of environment you can provide for those college students. So in a way they feel safe, but then also they have somewhere to go, you know, if they just if they just need somebody to talk to, they just need a shoulder to show the crown, you want to make sure that you're providing that type of ministry there.
1: Awesome, thank you for that, Bishop. So looking at the next one, why, from your experience, why do so many students who grew up in a religious household walk away or change their faith in their early adulthood?
2: would say, just from my experience and from what I've seen, a lot of it could be routine. Um, for example, if all they saw was the same old, same old, then sometimes what will attract them is something different. And I, and I can speak from experience, because for me, um, I grew up in routine, and that pretty much just didn't do it for me. But then when I came across the ministry of young people who were doing the opposite, but we're really, and I mean, like really on fire for God, that's what kind of intrigued me to kind of want to know more. And so a lot of times and it's, never, it's never the parents' fault. It's just that, you know, people are curious. And, you know, a lot of times, and also if you grew up in a religious household, you know, depending on the environment, you know, sometimes it can be tough for a young person to say, you know, I disagree because that's all they know. But then when they're able to kind of get away and they're able to see the opposite of thinking like, wow, I never, you know, I never experienced this. You know, it's just that they're able to kind of see a different version of God versus what they saw at home. And so does it kind of answer your question?
1: Yeah, that was great, Bishop. Thank you for that.
0: Awesome. So maybe thinking from the perspective of a parent, they may be asking like, should I be encouraging my student to learn more about what others believe and should they, should they be questioning Their faith, like what might a parent be thinking about that situation?
2: I would encourage a parent that if you're listening to this, to really, for one, have a conversation with your son and daughter about what you currently believe in. You know, so like an evaluation of saying, you know, now that you're a teenager, you know, what is your view of church? Because I know for some of my friends in college, you know, mom, if they only went, if they only went to church on Easter, they only went to church on Mother's Day. It's not necessarily saying that they're a sinner. It's just that that's all they're exposed to. And so I've learned it's not not to be so judgmental when somebody says they're not in church. And a lot of times people, you know, they automatically assume, oh, they're doing bad things. No. It could be that they might say, well, growing up, you know, mom and dad only went to church every other blue moon. So I assume that's what we do. And then there were some like myself. I mean, I grew up (laughs) with the church Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. It was like, so I was thinking, wow. And there's nothing against that. But I would say as a parent to really sit down and just have that talk, because I will say, you know, Jordan, Darren, and I think one thing we do need more more of in the country is we need those dinner table discussions. I think a lot of times, because we've gotten so busy in society, we've strayed away from having... And so you would say dinner like just dinner with your children, you know, and that's something that I value a lot is that's something that I really didn't after my parents, and I go ahead and say this publicly after my parents divorced, you know, we no longer had family dinners. And so it was always on the go or eating in front of the television. And so that was something that I missed. But I do remember that when I wouldn't because at those round table discussions, you're able to kind of catch up on life, you're able to kind of stop everything. And actually have a conversation with your son and daughter about everything that's going on in the world. But when it comes to their faith, that's where it really matters the most. And so I would encourage those parents to really sit down. And if your son or daughter is interested in knowing something else, I would encourage them to get involved yourself. Just don't just be like, okay, you know, they want to go explore such and such religion. Ask them why. You know, and it's just, and a lot of times we it's just that we're so quick to be like, oh, so and so became a Buddhist. Okay, why? Because that's one of the things that we're people are afraid to ask is why. I have close friends who, um, you know, they walked away from God. You know, they're atheists, and I've had tough, I've had some good conversation with them, and a lot of times they said, well, you know, this is the reason why I became this, or this is the reason why I you know, went from being a Methodist to being Pentecostal is there's always a why. But a lot of times we fail to ask that why. Because we're quick to go jump and assume, oh, they're doing the wrong. No, it's just like there's always a root behind everything. And so I would encourage a parent just open up the windows of communication and just ask your son or daughter. Like, like for example, if, if you've grown up Baptist your whole life in your household and then your son or daughter comes back and tells you, you know, I just joined the uh, Protestant student alliance at my college. I mean, I would if I were a parent, I would say, okay, let's talk about that. You know, why did you do it? But then also, you know, what are the good things that are coming out of it? Like, are you growing spiritually? You know, is it is it helping you? Because I've seen some people that have, I mean, joined, switching churches might have been it was sometimes it was the best thing for them. Like if they were not getting what they needed spiritually, sometimes the best thing to do is to kind of for one pray. And then, of course, just ask the Lord, okay, Lord, where do I need to go? You know, what's my next chapter before I run and join this next church? You know, what is it that I'm really seeking after? You know, what is it that I really need for this moment so that my footsteps will be guided in the right place?
1: Thank you for that, Bishop. So Bishop, we talked a little bit about this, but as students are starting to be exposed to different ideas, values, belief while in college, should parents be concerned about this or should they encourage it? What would your recommendation for parents to do? And as overall, what would you recommend in this situation?
2: I would recommend for parents to really get involved with your son and daughter's development in college, especially spiritually. It is, and I know people can say, well, they go through phases, I mean, there's always a reason behind everything, and so right now, with so much out there to be exposed to, um, it's just so it's so much you get access to now. And to me, that is a concern because I have godchildren myself, and I'm always concerned about you know not only the personal life but also the spiritual growth. And so, for my goddaughter when she went out to college, the first thing I asked her is, I said, you know, if you need any help seeking out churches in the area or ministries on campus let me know and she was like I'm good (laughs) but still now when I see her I'm always I want to show her that I care by saying okay tell me about it you know have you joined a church in the area have you you know if not then you know because you know to me if you have a son or daughter who was just always in church and then next thing you know when they get to college they're no longer going to church There needs to be a concern. I mean, as a concerned parent or guardian or godparent, you know, you do need to sit down and kind of talk to them. Because to me, don't wait until the last minute. Don't wait until things get worse. And then you're like, oh, I wish I should have, could have, would have. And so to answer that question, I would say yes, because there's a lot of different belief systems out there. And you just, you want to know what is the motive behind that belief system and you know it's just and you want to know for yourself is you know don't be afraid to look it up on the internet or ask around and say you know because you want to make sure this is the best thing for your son or daughter and it's not the worst thing
0: awesome So just to finish up our time today, we want to leave you with a quick food for thought. So as we talked about with Bishop, young adult years are pivotal for students as they develop their personal faith. But these years can also be hard for parents as they see their child process their faith more independently. We encourage parents to spend time reflecting on how you can support and guide your students through this process, and as Bishop said, continue to have those hard conversations throughout their time in college.
1: As we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Bishop for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great
2: day and see you next time.